Bye, bye, um. It's bad to be alone. 
the guy why he's so fly except funky comedina this brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks put a little medina in your glass and the girl can come real quick it's better than any alcohol or amnesiac a couple of sips of this little potion and she'll be on your lap so i gave some to my dog when he began to
about nothing or how to live. We got something here that's positive. To forget trouble times by having fun without no drugs. And that's on the one. A natural high is where it's at. Believe me when I say that I like it like that. If you can relate, I want you to know you're classified as good to go.
want some action. But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. Oh. Like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. Everybody sit on. Oh, no. 
good. It was 20 years ago today that Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And they've been going in and out of style, but they're guaranteed to raise a smile. So may I introduce to you the act you've known for all these years, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Tears in my 
right then I know I love him so he's the man I idolize and when he says goodbye I start to cry who Papa do who Papa do When you need a hand to hold Or is someone else's hands Keeping yours from being cold Do you ever spend sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away 
wonder this time where she's gone wonder if she's gone to stay ain't no sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no sunshine when she's gone only darkness every day ain't no sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no home anytime she goes away anytime you want to do but count the good along with the bad and I'm sure that you to be me 
was shopping for a suit the other day and walked into the department store. Stepped on the elevator and told the girl, dry good flow. When I got off, I said, well, come up to me. He said, now, what can I do for you? I said, well, go in there and show me all the sport clothes like you supposed to. He said, well, sure, come on in, buddy, dig these fabrics we got laid out on the shelf. He said, pick yourself out one, try it on, stand in the mirror and dig yourself. Ooh, that suit's pure hair and bone. Ooh, yeah, that's a suit I'd like to own. Ooh, buddy, that suit is you. In the natural shoulders that retail, wholesale, and deal. It's got the custom cup and the walking chalk, he said. I'm gonna let you have that steel. And for the Playboy, you have the latest in tweed with the cutaway flap over white. It's a box back two button western mind, he said. <laughs> nah, ain't that nice? shopping for a suit the other day and walked into the department store. Stepped on the elevator and told the girl, dry good flow. When I got off, I said, well, come up to me. He said, now, what can I do for you? I said, well, go in there and show me all the sport clothes like you supposed to. He said, well, sure, come on in, buddy. Dig these fabrics we got laid out on the shelf. He said, pick yourself out one, try it on, stand in the mirror and dig yourself. Now we're going to sing another little song. It's called That's All. That's All. Unless you have a song you want me to sing. Yeah, that's a suit I'd like to own. That was it. All right. Go. natural facts that a man don't understand the good book right and that's all that's all they got to have religion now I tell you that's all when you see people jump from church to church 
You know that that conversion don't amount to much, and that's all. That's all. They got to have religion now, and that's all. another and think they're doing swell and all they want is your money and you can go to hell and that's all that's all but they got to have more love more understanding every day of their lives and that's all now he could go to this college go to the school But if you haven't got religion, he's an educated fool, and that's all. I'll tell you that's all. They got to have religion now. I'll tell you that's all. That's all. You might as well throw it out of your mind. I 
one thing say, if I follow you, I ain't kind of funny, so you won't let me fall up on the mountain. The girl know this is a hill out here, you know. Well, I, did, I didn't know nothing about it till I got here. But yet, until I got here, you know, I know the, I know the stuff was here. Then I know it now, though. You believe that, don't you? All right. Baby, rocks in the mountain, they yelling by treetop tall. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy. To Let's watch a full-length Distinguished guests, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guests. Welcome, 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no. name of the title. I said, let's watch a... Let's watch a full-length oh. movie oh, yeah. on YouTube. From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are... Oh, please say my name, no problem. We are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, 
there was pirates and there was a mutiny and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting and there's a donation button. You could go to Patreon or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. There's a reason why we're here every week. You want to listen to us as a podcast? Well, that acronym up front is what you search for, LWF. Oh, Carl, do it for me. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah. I like that theme song. Too. Oh, my favorite was the original, too. Let's watch. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can go to my newly revived LuggageTuesdays.com website, and if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts, you'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Isn't that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud with my name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People will be like, oh, right, Carl. Oh, the from New Jersey, right. Right. Yeah. Well, we are uh, – so that's, I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Super it. strong. So as you could tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing-song-ish uh, podcast title, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? This week we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird, okay? It's but <laughs> Carl it's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo oh. Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, you're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it the moment you type in "Wild in the Streets" 1968. Once you find it with uh, uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me. Uh, go ahead, click the link, hit pause, and Oimira. Move the uh, timer bar to the left, and just hit wait for our countdown. Now <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up with a great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the Garden <laughs> State. Yes, New Jersey. Uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo. The other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy when he 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 uh, said he was not going to run for president, and we're like, right. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm I'm behind Trump. And we're like, what? <laughs> we're at a diner. All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here is Carl with our comedian celebrity countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with. Chris Monty, welcome, Chris. Thank you so much. What a thank you, everybody. Sit down. Thank you for standing ovation. Now we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do too. I do actually. No, I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for. Many years before the Comedy Cove existed, I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh -huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club 
called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh-huh. And every year they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they, they love seeing me. And then a couple years later, um, Gene reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant and we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. You had no idea. You know, one night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. (laughs) That's right. Now, we both love that club and we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class. And we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's. And I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's well, that only lowers the property value. But <laughs> um, yes, um, we, we it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club. Um, and we did do a lot of shooting. And, and hopefully uh, within the next uh, few months, that project is going to be launched off the ground. And, and we'll be talking about that on your show and, and, and other places, many other places, because uh, I think it's going to be a great project. Yeah, me too. And it's all about getting on TV, which you are no stranger to. You've been all over TV. Uh, Let's see. Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO, and I think that was a pretty big deal. Uh, Tell me about that. Scorsese's involved. Jagger's involved. Yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, Mick Jagger produced it. The show show is about the rock and roll industry um, on the record company side of the rock and roll industry mm-hmm. uh and took place in 1973 which was where the show took place um bobby cannavale was the star ray romano was on the show yeah um there was there was so many stars it, if you if you just google it you know vinyl uh it lasted one season unfortunately and um which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting it's like everything i get on it's been canceled <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right after I get on it. Um, but <laughs> it was the a perfect it, guy to do a pilot with, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be our, this will be the charm. This will yeah. be the charm. Life's last lesson. Right? right. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was fantastic working in that environment with, uh, with, I know I never got to meet Scorsese or Mick Jagger. They weren't oh. on, on location when we were shooting. Um, but the show was shot in, in Brooklyn, New York. And, um, it was just a great experience. I, I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and and uh, he's a, I was I'm always been a big fan of him, and yeah. uh, the, one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish I only wish it, it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah, you were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York, so there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He fanned the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh-huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, Mall Cop 2. He asked me to be in Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. that's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014. And then a few years later, um, he 
he was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can Wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And he you knows do it. You. Where everything else, you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And But uh, but I Kevin's very good to, um, to me and to a lot of comedians. Now, you've got uh, comedy specials out there, too. And right now, streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, it's very funny, but I made sure to watch it all the way to the end, let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's yeah, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. Um, <laughs> but actually, to be honest with you, I've I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the fifty two minutes, mm -hmm. and you get a check for like twenty two bucks, that means a lot of people had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so, it, um, it it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. Oh, I I'm you. not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that's special. I'm not in it for the residuals, for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been. It was released in. I, I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019, but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018, and since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand up. You you move on from. From where you were so like I, that was a different guy back then so as much as i want people routine. to watch that i want them to watch new stuff because i've evolved in my life and i bring my new life into my act every time yes so let's do that let's fast forward to today the most current burning thing is you certainly you right now have a comedy special on that new app called dry bar dry bar comedy um what is the name of, what's the name of your dry bar comedy special so the name of my special is Just Be Happy, okay. and uh, it's on Drybar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Drybar is an app. Like I said, you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your device, whatever your device is. Um, and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right, M-O-N-T-Y, Chris Monty, C-H-R-I-S, one word, Use that code. You, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the the change that that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do. You can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians. And Carl, there's there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there. Yeah. Um, and they're very funny. I've watched. I mean, just since I got involved with dry bar, I must have watched about twenty five specials of other comedians and they're and they've been fantastic and no, they're 25 minutes each so it's an easy watch you know and one of the good things about dry bar is it's month to month you don't sign up for the year or something you can drop like you can you can drop you can sign up one month at a time and then or you can sign up they're coming out with deals where you can do three months six months a year if you want but they also have the one month. I, I don't know what the I, – I don't want to give the number. I don't know how, how much it is. But yeah. um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's 25 minutes. Because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, comedy special was an hour. You know, so a guy had yes. an HBO special. Yeah. It's an hour. And that's fine. That's great. When you're going to sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or, or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife, you know, you watch the hour special. But these are 25-minute specials. So maybe it takes you 25 minutes on your train ride to work. 
Boom. Yeah. You could plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special, you know? Okay, so it's Dry Bar Comedy. This Dry Bar Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word, Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris, M-O-N-T-Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the Internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What, what are your, Chris, your Twitter grams well, and Snapchat? Yeah, well, Chris Monty, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click away, you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. which Twitter is at ChrisMontyLive. Uh, my Instagram is Chris Monty Live, and then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian Writer Actor. So, uh, but if you go to ChrisMontyLive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm-hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's chrismontylive.com. Okay, now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That was a great segment, Carl. Gary. Gary Lyon. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with Hippies. You ain't lying. <sighs> Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it. And she doesn't want to have a boy, no matter what. Just please don't make it a boy. Uh-huh. That's it's what she's saying. Oh, it's a boy. There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow, Junior. Flatow. Junior. Yeah. Oh, that... And was this 1950? I guess, Wah, yeah. Baby boom. Wah. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, Boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? No, he, well, <clears throat> yes. It's, it's once again, Shelly Winters resisting. Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow. And he's, she's saying, <clears throat> when he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are. So he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage so here's wow. Max now, maybe he's six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah, and it's pre-Brady Bunch, and it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Gumby. Okay. <laughs> okay, That's Greg. Pokey. That sounds like pokey. Oh, well, all right. Let me do my pokey then. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh, no. They're, they're being, yeah, no, you need the plastic on it. The dog's going to shit on her. They let the dog in the house. 
Oh, there's no. Shelly Winters. We Mrs. Flattow is furious. Said, I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Ooh. Okay. That, oh, no. Acid, huh? Here he is, like 20, whatever. And 29. No, no, like 23 or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker? I guess. Not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she going to take it now? No. By the way, when you're making acid, it's best to wear like surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, sugar cubes. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that when they were living, like at the beginning, of the band started. They were in San Francisco with this. They were living in a place that was making acid, and that's all they breathed. They breathed. Neat, yeah, like you know, you wake up and you're in a house that where they they make acid and you can just. So they perpetually tripping? Yeah, basically. Wow. I thought so that was interesting. Found dynamite, too. Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize. I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. He had it like is. a bunker. The basement. Wait, does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite? I mean, no, we don't have dynamite. And and my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was it was cool with the acid, but she was not cool with the explosive. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosive is not really. Oh man, is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well, now the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked. His freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked up house. But it doesn't... Now look, <laughs> it's the an in the front, but right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Backseat explosive. Uh, that was... That's dead Chevy. You know, didn't you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the curb? But the thing is... Oh, oh American yeah, International Picture. The quality. thing is, like, there is no reason for him to... We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like, it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a... We don't really well, have what? a good reason. Her, his father was sexually harassing, uh, assaulting her mother. Mother is domineering. And, and smacking them. Wild in the sheets. Yeah, oh, go ahead. You're going to make the first wild in the streets, wild in the sheets joke. Uh-huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Halbra. Together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a... We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers, and then he made Hell Ride, which he directed... And Quinn Tarantino produced and had a lot of like famous people. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of like anyone with, whose face looked wrinkly and bicycle -y. 
they were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end, they all get killed, but he, no, he gets killed. Oh, Dennis Hopper's in it. He's running a bike. Hell ride. Now, I have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah, Hell please. ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun or and he a uh, knife and he walks away. Like he okay. faked his own death. Interesting. Yeah. That's oh, the way to exit. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. But my apologies to Barry Marin and Cynthia Well, Lowe. go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland, thick stuff. Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year of the movie, so I'm wondering if it was earlier in the year. So maybe my parents went on a date. Right? <laughs> Saw Probably. Wild in the uh, Streets. Yeah. Wilder in the Sheets. Well, Nine months later. <laughs> you were born. So, yeah. listen, they, this is like of the day. Like, there was that whole thing about, like, don't trust anyone over 30. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great. And if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with its S-S-S-S-S-S from Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30 and it was only young kids. And there was also yeah. Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Yeah. Eight more years, and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, people agree with you about gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies Disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature because they both are about obsessed about age because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor. Uh, uh, we should in go to the Supreme movie, Court and argue this movie. movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a voting Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. How'd you know? Uh, well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. Like, Whoa, how are they rolling? What are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape. No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines that never work. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic like yeah uh, you get loop. This loose. Uh, that guy's 15, and he's, like, got 186 IQ, and he's the financial advisor. He turned down, like, all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15. And this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer? Uh, You know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write but, it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator comes from? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen. Oh, 
which is not true. So one of the one of the entourage is the Asian woman who gets back massages. Yes. Wow. All right. And then my parents had sex, and nine months later, I was conceived. Uh huh. Conceptually. Now this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer. And uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one, who's only 15, they ask him, when, you know, when do you want to die? And he goes, 30, man. And the <laughs> thing is, in real life, he did die, like, just six days after his 30th birthday. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I just, it's ironic, I guess. Right. I, well, I did see that on That's Ironic, one of my favorite shows from the <laughs> 80s with Skip Severson and John Davidson. And now, Fred Williams. Uh, Fred Williams. Now this song is all about uh, people under thirty are fifty three percent of the country. Fifty percent. Yeah, fifty three percent. Have you 50. seen before? I had the soundtrack. You know this movie. Uh, I've read about this movie a hundred million times, and I knew about this movie, and I never had an opportunity to see it. I think it finally, yeah, it finally got on DVD and finally got on VHS. And yeah, it was like, you know, but again, like, let's say you are renting videos, video cassettes, Blockbuster's not going to carry it. <laughs> no, you would have, to, you would have to go to your Lost Weekend or Leather Tongue or, you know, uh, uh, Kim's video in New York City and get it. Yeah. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spent like four bucks on a shitty movie for the sixties. <laughs> now Shelly Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV, and she's going to freak out that she's she's going to be a celebrity, and they're going to be rich. Really? They don't seem. They seem pretty nonplus about their house. Oh, I love what she's got. Remember those things, Susan? Uh, uh, the thigh master. Susan thigh master. Yeah, thank you for finishing my thought. But this is before that time. This is the armpit master. Mm -hmm. Like it's really important to air out your armpits before bed. You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out afterwards. You see that thing she's got around her chin? The, yeah. The, yeah, so it'd be really tight. And the concept is every night you pull your chin up. <laughs> Even back then, there people were obsessed by their chin. Uh, oh, it's going to be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right. Now, this guy, Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly is great. a blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great, so why... Okay. Well, cause yeah, I, I think it's a little too, like, it's satire, right? Or, like, it has a – it's very strange because when youth movies kind of kicked ass in the 60s, like when, yeah. like, Easy Rider, of course, but just, like, a lot of biker crap, there was movies that seemed like, you know, older people were, like, making making fun of hippies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Generational things. So I, it's hard to tell where this comes from. Now, this, this director did Across 110th Street. Oh, I love that movie. Carl, yeah. have you seen that? Yeah, it's exploitation. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also it's classic. I hate to spoil the end, but someone gets shot in the head and they zoom up They zoom up to his head getting shot and goes, and freeze frame. 
I won't tell you who it is. Okay. Yafe Koto. Right at the end. <laughs> you really got into the spirit of spoiling, just like me. Yeah. I saw um, Titanic the other night with uh, Leonor, Leardo, with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the ship sinks at the end. Spoiler. And in the middle. And in the middle? The ship's you know, actually, the, 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 does, does it start sinking towards the end? In the middle, I mean? Like, that's half the movie. No. Oh, uh, you mean, yeah, you mean like, okay, we've sprung a leak. We're going Yeah, we sprung a leak. We're going down. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's no way right. we could be saved. You're right. We are sinking. You know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic. We're the <laughs> Titanic of sinking. The Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform well, at the Troubadour? Yeah, the husband is reluctantly going along because she's very enthusiastic about it. Is he looking for a t-shirt like a wife beater? Um, listen, why do you think, I mean, you use the term sexually assaulting. Didn't, like, didn't you say, like, he, he, she didn't want to have sex, and he was like, uh, he was kind but, of going. Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is a cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, no, I got the you. wife is neurotic, and they just got married, okay? I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I oh. mean? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. do it, it's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now, you can see uh, he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook. Um, who looks? Who actually looks like Hal Holbrook, where everyone else looks like young Richard Pryor. And, uh, uh, you know yeah. yeah. Well, yeah he, he looks pretty young. He was in uh, Wall Street. He was in The Firm. He was deep throat in All the President's Men. Dude, he was like evil cop in Dirty Harry, uh, yeah. one of the Dirty Harrys. He's like, "Hey, Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks." You want to? Me and my boys want. Right? Wasn't that the one he like had killer cops, motorcycle well, cops? I remember that one, and I thought I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah, right, with Ty Daly. But I think that he wasn't the guy who was like. I think it was a younger, uh, put, uh motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in to join. Yeah. Was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a no, he comrade? was probably the like commissioner, right? Damn it, Harry, you're dirty, you're, you're dirty, dirty. you're so dirty. That's your nickname. This is when they say, When do you want to die? 30. Uh oh, wait, and he and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, gotcha. Oh man, that's nothing like a good massage to just kill the energy of the show. Yeah, and look how he's okay. So Shelly Winters is like, I'm his mother. I'm his mother. Back up, back up. I'm his mother. Speaking of back up, this is great camera work. <laughs> well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd. Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. It's not that crazy. Ticket booth. We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, She's like, okay. We are totally sold out. And and he's like, you might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am. Oh, he took the money and run. Oh no, he got the tickets. Shelly Winters, she was uh, she played Polly Shore's mom in uh, one of the Polly Shore movies, Jury Duty. And his dad was uh, Charles Napier. I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my uh, 
research. My biggest one I like on her is Lolita. Um, yeah, she's really good in Lolita. I was introduced to her in the Poseidon Adventure. Now, for the Poseidon Adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh. Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne's sitcom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Alfie, uh, A Place in the Sun. Wait, Dolly Alfie, what, and Frank. <clears throat> what's that all about? Alfie. Alfie, is it just for the moment we live? She won an Oscar. We know her. We saw her in A House Is Not a Home. Yeah, A House Is Not a Home, where she was a uh, a call. Uh, madam. I can, madam. I can never get it when I try to describe the description. I think I'm just embarrassed I go there. It's a girl pimp. Uh-huh. <laughs> girl pimp. Oh, I would hope the music had, well, I would have to listen to the whole song. But. Well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like, we're the 53%, and later it'll be, like, 14 or fight. He wants to lower the voting age to 14. And uh, so they got in, and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited. There's Hook. Oh, yeah. So he's for real, the Hook. You know, he's playing guitar with his Hook? Hey, that doesn't make sense. He's supposed to be the horn person. Well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah, that's supposed to be Hook. I saw the Hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right? Yes, yes. Oh, she's remembering the beginning of the movie. Look at her bad acting, and she's was, trying to shake it off. Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Family. Ah, oh, damn it. Greg Brady, did you see Greg Brady for two seconds? Yeah. Is he, like, tripping again? Flashback. He was never tripping before. She was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid, and she didn't believe it was dynamite. You have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer is just trying to make her out as like a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, it, okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby, by this guy named Robert <laughs> Baum. It was a magazine article, and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book. Um, right. I am familiar with the book. And that's how this got born. And and Robert Baum wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting. It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know. Well, the premise is that, you, you know, a rock star becomes a president, and then he does some pretty bad things. You'll see. Right. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to spoil this movie? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right, I won't do it. Hey, this is a. Uh, you going up the down ele- uh, uh, staircase? Up the down staircase. Where's my husband? Right, he's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. Troubadour. Nice close shot again. Like the camera's right in front of them. 
pretty yeah, cool. Well, because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But it's, the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in the streets. So there's probably going to be more of these shots. Well, no. We're going to see, yeah, we're, no, we're going to see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests. I don't like, well, you know, I recently saw a Purge movie and they, they blacked out, uh, they digitized the faces uh-huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of rioting. So that way, like, you can see it in the context that it, the film is trying to push, but it's, they're not, the actual people are not being represented as fictional characters. You know what I mean? Like, it acknowledges that these are real people and right. that it, they should be in the context of what they were doing and not repurposed no. for the purge. Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks. I love it. Nice car, too. Now, look, a terrible crash happens, and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead what? little boy. Oh, my God. They're okay. All the scuff marks. Yeah, because uh, Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So Max Frost is like, get her a lawyer and get her out of here. I never want to see you again. You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed the little boy. Just missed him, yeah. Just missed him. They'll be, like, flipping around, and the kid would be ducking. Or he, or he would take his thumb off. Some that somewhere in in Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight because of what you did. <laughs> That's gonna be like two hours into the movie. You're like, whoa, only forty five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So his mom killed a kid. Yeah, and so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, twenty minutes later, kicked out of. Uh, his life. Okay, so every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid, and she's having the experience. You know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles, you see what she looks at, that she thinks, you know, she's she's soaking it all in. Wow. So is this a what, is this kid going to be, like, part of the movie, or is she yeah. going to get hit by a, a, yeah. a car? No. So, He's, she's not going to be hit by a car. What about a bus? Will, no, will she get hit, hit by a bus. Will be, she literally be thrown under a bus by her father? No. Why, Senator, why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the, the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go, and, oh, there's the bus. Dad, you threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. He's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, I am today's youth, and uh, I'm. Is, there, is this the family? It's Senator Albright. Okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his, his rally. Now, the candidate Albright, Fergus, Fergus, candidate Fergus, his whole platform is, we're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18. They should have the right to vote. And this was a real thing back in the day. It was two things. This was the drinking age should be lowered to 18, and the Lord. voting age should be lowered to 18. Wait a minute. So the, the drinking age was 21, yeah. and then before I turned 18, it was 18, and then before I turned 18, it became 21 again. 
Well, it became 18 back in the 60s. Yeah. Well, this is 68. All I remember is we, we grew up in the tri-state area. We were in New Jersey, but, uh, you know, you would go to New York or whatever. But uh, And if it was 18 in New York, you can go to the clubs or what have you. But it raised it to 21, I believe, like when I was just about to turn 18. Tom Crow once had this fake ID and it fucking worked. So we were both <laughs> in the bar and he had a drink and I wasn't uh-huh. allowed. And so he's like, here, you can have a sip. And then the waitress was like, hey. You know, she was like taking it seriously. Like she was, you know, alcohol, right. alcohol tobacco, and firearm ATF agent. Like a second ago, they're like, yeah, come on in, kid. Okay, so now Max Frost is like, this guy's running for senator. I dig it. And this guy wants us to lower the voting age to 18. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be 14. And so Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, he's fucking up the thing. I just asked you to come play a song, you did. Sorry, man. I went rogue. I went rogue. I just uh, was in the moment. And uh, next thing you know it, I made the voting age 14. But now he's going to do a whole, they're saying, you know, my tax accountant's 15. Now they're going to do the song called 14 or fight. Wow. They wrote that song just in time to do this surprise announcement. Yes. Yeah. He goes, well, I've been working on a tune all day. Don't know if I know all the words. Gonna 